Good morning. It is so lovely to have you joining us in the Triple H studios this morning for Stay in the Loop with Lucy. If you haven't joined us before, this is a show that covers health and well-being through connection to people, people in our community and people beyond who share with us their experiences, their decision-making and consequences, and regardless of age, their innate wisdom. By discerning and getting a sense of what is transferable from what these guests share... excuse me as I choke, we can choose to apply the relevant aspects in our lives and in our community and develop programs that found more sustainable, loving and heartfelt ways to be with each other, thereby improving our physical and our mental health. Today's show is about business and community and working together. It's not a particularly serious show I think we've got coming up. It started with a relationship between a husband and wife and a buddy on a football team and the common denominator was Chris Savile. I have two of that group of three in the studio with me this morning. Welcome to the Triple H studios, Chris and Aileen Savile. Thank you very much for having us. Now the third party of that was Brendan, which is the connection through football that you had to to get in contact with me. So I'm not suggesting there are three people in your marriage. I just want to be (laughs) right up front about that. Glad to hear it. Yep, and he he has no more. um, uh, He is no more involved in your business than Uh, um, having made that collection. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Just I realised when I read what I'd written, I was like, "Well, that just sounds a smidge." Dodgy. <laughs> now, it is really beautiful um, what you have done. Um, let's talk. We're going to break this up into four parts this show. We're going to lead the listeners through the story of United Tradies, which is the business that you have both set up together. We'll talk about where that fits within your upbringings and your your philosophy and your values in life i think then we'll talk about what it's like to start a business a little later in life because obviously they don't know but the the, we we are in the room slightly over 21 just a bit just a bit with a few years experience to boot and then we're going to talk about the one of the major points of difference from united tradies which we may drop a few hints about along the way so listeners get a cup of tea don't go anywhere because um i think we're gonna have a little bit of fun this morning (laughs) so chris can you maybe start us off by telling us how united tradies came about well i'm gonna change the text straight away because i'm gonna leave this to my wife because she's very good at this bit (laughs) fabulous aileen in the deep end go for it what so why we started it yes okay so um i suppose Came a point in my life where I was uh, made redundant, yep. um, getting close to 50, yep. um, which is a bit of a scary place to be, although I was quite relieved because I had done my previous job with PwC for over 20 years doing okay. restructuring, turnaround, insolvency work, both in the UK and here in Australia. Yeah. So a fascinating job. But I thought, yes, you know, over 20 years doing that, probably time for a change. Uh, but that's quite challenging to change your career at near 50 and to get someone to take a leap of faith with you as well. Um, so we started to think about, um, Chris and I, you know, what could we do together? We had worked together in the past, um, but not worked for each other. <laughs> um, so we thought maybe we would, um, there would be a business we could start together and have a different sort of life. Um, th- the challenge was what sort of business. And with my background, I'm quite... Um, a realist towards cynic from a business perspective because yes. I'd spent my entire career seeing when it all went horribly wrong. Yes. Um, so a lot of businesses we talked about, um, I was sort of discounting. So it took us a while. Pretty to much f- everyone was <laughs> suggested. <laughs> so you, you were sitting across from negative Nancy. Uh, well, a little know. bit, a little <laughs> bit. And, and Chris is a sale, sales guy from before and a tradie and right. lots of different careers, but very, very positive sales and ideas driven. What so a it great combination. Well. Yes. I, I said, as long as he understands that I'm not being 
negative all the time. I just yeah. always, my brain works to think, okay, that's a really good idea, but what are the potential downfalls? Legally, how would that work? Technically, yes. how would it work? And what if it went wrong? And how do we protect ourselves? So yes. I've, I'm going to apologise to all Nancys out there and to you, <laughs> because as you say, there's a, there is a, a, a bit where you sit there in blue sky mm. and then you have to say, okay, what is realistically possible? And that's the responsibility you have for investing your funds and your mm. time mm. in a project that actually is needed by the community. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So gestation period was for how long? Two and a half oh, years. Yes, two and a half years. Two and a half years, okay. And in that time, we, we'd come up with the idea, the concept, and uh, started to try and get someone to develop the website for us because it wasn't. it's not a simple website, as we'll yes. get to when we're talking a bit more about it. But um, And in that meantime, I also um, did some consulting work uh, and then I got offered a, um, a temporary position at ANZ Bank um, in, in the city, which I took up for six months, and then they wanted me to stay. So it probably took us longer to start and to launch than we would have done, but I was just so impressed with the bank to give me an opportunity to do something completely yes. different. Yes. Again, as, at as your a, age. A, a, yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, it's true. It's because true, isn't it? it is. When I when I started the bank, I was very confident. Oh, I can do this. It's it's got lots of similarities to the the role I'd done at PwC in a, yes. in a management style, but it was actually a very different role. So once I'd been there for um, a few months, I th- took my hat off to um, the guy who gave me the opportunity. I thought that yeah. was a big step to to give me that chance. So I was there probably for a year and a half, um, and. Meanwhile, we were starting the business in the background. Smart move. And uh, and, and the plan was to see if we could, um, if the business was going to be successful, then I would make the decision to either step into the business full time or we'd get someone to do cover that sort of part of the business um, for us. Um, but I did discover last year, I, decided, I thought it, it's not actually going to start unless I commit to this full time because it's a huge um, task really. And Chris quiz to do it all on his own and I was doing the legal side and the technical side there's an awful lot of that before you launch yes. so um and doing a full-time job at the same time was quite challenging so I yeah I took the the leap to uh and resign from the bank which it does it there's an energetic aspect to it isn't there because as you say when you were split your energy was split between two mm. things it didn't have the you can't start a fire without without everything that you need mm. to have that fire exactly. all committed to to it. And and basically we needed you completely engaged. So now tell us what United Tradies is. I'll pass over to Chris. Okay, this would be my one then. Um, United Tradies is a, a tradie directory effectively and there's many of them about at the moment. And uh, I know when we started this it was like, oh, you know, the market, we looked at the market, there was at least five or six other directories out there and we thought, you know, proves that there's a market there. Uh, and uh, we thought, okay, we don't have any backers. We're doing it with our own money. So we can't just willy-nilly throw money here, there and everywhere. We had to be very frugal with the... And targeted. Yeah, and yeah. targeted of where we, we spend that money. And uh, we thought, well, we're not going to compete with the big guys. There is absolutely no way we can compete with them. And in a lot of ways, we didn't want to. We wanted to be different. Um, and so we, we looked at what the other guys done. In, in fact, the first two years, I didn't look at anyone's website, If I, yeah, me personally, because I didn't want to be influenced in any way, shape or form Beautiful, about yeah. what they were doing. Other people looked at it, but I didn't. Yes. He's pointing at me at this point. Yeah, and uh, you know, so um I, I knew whatever came out of my small brain was came come from me and not influenced in any other way. And there were sim- similarities of what I came up with, but it also allowed me to maybe come up with some ideas as as I said, I come up with ideas that go to my wife who says that can work, that can't work mm-hmm. because of A, B, C and D. And uh, I learned very early on in this relationship is if that's what she says, just go with it and yeah. come up with another idea that's going to be better, that's going to yeah. work. And, and and that's what works between us, you know. Yeah. It's like a sword and a scabbard. You need one that's going to go, let's do this and Absolutely. wave it about. And the other one goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. You yes. Know? Um, so the difference was we, we looked at what, 
what the site's done, which was pretty much what we were doing, you know, a directive for tradies to be on so the public can find their plumber, their electrician, blah, blah, blah. So he said, how can we be different from that? And we said, well, you know, how do we use the tradies that we've got to make something different to what's out there? Uh, and we always had a, a, a desire to give back into the, the community somehow. At the, at the very beginning, we weren't absolutely sure how that w- would work. We we talked about, you know, the elderly... Uh, my wife's got elderly parents and, you know, wish we could help people like that, but there's just the two of us. But then we realised with the tradie directory, we would have an army of tradies. How can we use them to help these people? Mm. And it was like a jigsaw puzzle, puzzle, and it's how do we connect all these bits to work in a in a circle that actually can work? Um, so we said, okay, we've got the tradies, or we're getting the tradies on board. We've got the public that's going to use the tradies. So what do we need then? We need someone in the community that needs that help. And uh, so we came up with the idea of getting when the public use our tradies, they can rate them so that gives everyone a, a confidence of this trade is good or is indifferent let's face it tradies are like any one of us there's there's good and there's the not so good um so they can you know um so this trade is good yeah review them uh the public can then look at down the list he's a good tradie you know he's got good reviews and use them once the public has done that nom- um review they can nominate someone in their community that's in need. So it might have been just for a conversation, somebody had an accident and unfortunately they're now not the breadwinner, they're in a wheelchair. Uh, The house is not set up for wheelchair. And it's like, okay, so how can we meet that need with the tradies? So we go in and we'd put ramps, we'd widen doorways, we'd drop bench tops, all practical work. and we would do that for free because it's only us two. So we don't have to answer to shareholders or anyone. Yeah. We decided instead of putting the money into our super fund, our accountant probably, well, he he told us we were mad to do this. And that somehow had a mad day came about uh, make a difference. Um, but we felt we could do that. And that's what we wanted to do. So we will put the trades in. We offer... We say to the trades, we don't make them give their day for nothing, but we say, here's the need. The public has given us this need. We're going to go in. We'll put all the materials in. The trades that want to be involved and give their day for free can come and work on that, and we will do that job and make that right for that person. So we're going to talk about that in the final section in much more detail because you've had your first day, which was on the 6th of April. Um, one of the things that I loved about United Tradies was it was um, it's really difficult to word this without it sounding bad, so I'm yes. just going to say it because so. then it's I, I can sort of practice what sounds right and yep. actually is right. <laughs> it's that bit where you kind of go, I don't know who to employ, what electrician to employ. I've, I unfortunately work on the premise that um, I'm nervous, having been taken advantage of, I'm Absolutely. nervous someone's mm. going to do that again um, because I don't know what they're doing, therefore I have to put my trust in them. Yep. I love the idea that you set up a website that says, look, we'll do an element of that. And the fact that someone understands the importance of community and they're prepared to subscribe because they have to pay to be on your they website. Because they they're pay- prepared to put their money into uh, being on a website that then they also potentially have to give a day of their time means that they understand the value of community and they understand the value of their name and the the responsibility of doing a good job and not taking advantage of yeah. anyone. I I like that. Yeah. I, I, it gives me, as as someone who's been burnt, a little bit yeah. more confidence about mm. who we're going to employ. And unfortunately, you know, a trades are no different, as we said at the beginning, from anyone else. And yeah. you often hear the horror stories of trades, yeah. and, you know, uh, and, and 
they are, there are those tradies out there that have taken advantage of people, and unfortunately, they're the stories that get out. Yeah. Um, no one hears of the stories of the tradies that the actually great tradies. Yeah, that are really good tradies, great people, and do go that extra mile yeah. even without what we we're yeah. doing. You know, we're we're not sitting here saying, "Aren't we wonderful? Look at what we're doing." It's not about that, but it's yeah. about um, bringing something different to the layer of help and support that's already out there in the community by marvellous people who are doing amazing work, yeah. often unheard of. And unappreciated. And unappreciated. Uh, and we hope to bring a level of practicality, you know, so we're, we're helping on top of all that, yeah. but in a practical sense. And um, where, you know, I'm not saying other companies, other trading sites are not doing this sort of thing, but they tend to be once a year or, you yeah. know, we're, we're, our plans are we will be doing one of these once a month. So it's constant. That's yeah. the, the business. Yeah, and so it's, it's part the, of the business. It's the heart, it's of, the the heart of the business. It's the heart of the business. Yeah, it's it what really drives is. us. It's yeah. what, um, and Chris has said before, um, that it started off as, a oh, it's a trading directory and we're going to do this because it means we've got a team of people to help. Um but really it's turned around and that's the driving force for us and what yeah. we really want to do and the sort of commercial side of the business, what's the necessary part yeah. so that enables us to do yes. the Make a Difference Day. So that's our passion really is to do those. In the studio with me today are Chris and Aileen Saville, co-founders <laughs> of United Tradies, a fledgling local business formed from the desire to create a business that not only made people's lives easier but also could help change lives for the better. The, we've just been talking about the show at the, um, United Tradies and how it came about. And what I loved about it was how one of the elements, which we're going to keep for a section on its own, which is a Make a Difference Day, came in because it's at the heart of the business. It's, it's, the, it's the pulsing heart. One of the things that... I'm aware of and, and any listener to this show will be aware of is that you don't just suddenly decide you're going to be part of a community. There's something embedded in your childhood and in the way you have lived that makes you realize that you are actually part of a greater whole, that you're not an individual who just lives life in a self-centered way. Now, something in your lives, either at the foundation or as you were saying, the redundancy perhaps brought that to a head. Can we tease that out a little bit? I'm not going to say who's going to start. <laughs> so I'm going to throw it over to you, seeing as you two seem to be good at throwing each other in front of the mic. Who's going? Or, or interrupting each other. <laughs> or interrupting. <laughs> Very good at that. Good conversation. Um, so I suppose um, from my perspective, um, growing up um, in the UK, I my parents were very much community-based. Um, my father worked at the university. He was a lecturer um, in ancient classics and Greek, wow. Latin. So um, not a very practical man at all, actually. He'd be very... <laughs> he'd need our tradies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need people to need yes, our tradies exactly, so that exactly. our tradies have the work. Uh, and my mum, uh, when I was young, I used to do Meals on Wheels with my mum in the school holidays. Um, so that sort of, I suppose, gave me that vision of, of, of people... Um, helping others who needed it more. Uh, but I, one thing that really drove it home to me was coming to Australia. We've been in Australia 10 years now. My parents are, are elderly. My father just reached his 90th birthday before Christmas. So we were or just after you know, 28th of December. So we were over there to celebrate with him. Um, but being so far away from elderly parents is quite challenging. I'm very lucky I have siblings in the UK who are close by and help them out. And I suppose I kept thinking in, in the good old days or years and years ago, the communities all helped each other because families lived closer. Everybody was there to help. Um, and obviously we're much more disparate now and, and further away. But I thought well, there must be some way that, that we can help. And that's where I think Chris mentioned earlier, you know, how could we help? We thought about starting a business where we helped elderly people or people in need. But I thought well, there's two of us. How, how can we make a difference um, just being two of us and we'll end up um, just spending huge amounts of time um, and exhausted and, and, and not really achieving yeah. what what we want to achieve yeah, so absolutely. i suppose that's where that seed came from for me was was thinking how could i you know help give back when people are helping my parents so far away how can i do that here in australia i think chris has got different sort of experiences from when he was young absolutely. as well 
Can I speak? You yeah, can, yeah, yes. can <laughs> Just checking. Um, well, as you can tell, my wife's very posh and I'm not. <laughs> um, I, I actually grew up on a councillor estate um, in Essex in the UK, uh, a 50s child. So my early uh, sort of recollections was my mum going to the shops, which was at about 20, 25-minute walk down the street. And she'd say, come on, boy, we're going to the shops. And we'd come out of our house and we'd go straight across the road to Mrs Nye's and she'd knock on the door and, I'm going to the shops, do you need anything? And so she'd go, oh, yeah, I need some potatoes or whatever it may be. So my mum would go, OK. And then we'd go to Mrs Hill's. We'd do three or four people on the way to the shops, knocking on the door and getting their bits and pieces. And, you know, my mum was... Probably one of the older mums. My mum always said I was the biggest shock of her life when I turned up. <laughs> so I think she was the, the the wrong side of forty when I when I arrived. Um, but she so she was one of the the elder uh, matriarchs of of our sort of little community on this council estate. Uh, but she would go and knock on these doors and ask if she could help, and. At the time, I, I was, it was like, oh, really? I don't want to do this. I don't want to walk to the shops. But it's obviously ingrained in me about, you know, it's not about you. It's about other people. And and those people would do that the same to us. So there'd be a knock on the door, open the door, and there would be someone going to the shops and would ask us the same question. And very much for me, that was my understanding of community and my neighbours. And, uh, you know, I knew the next 10 houses or 15 houses next to us. I knew everyone that lived in those houses. And and it's to my great shame, you know, we came to Australia and, and I think it's quite normal nowadays. Sometimes you don't even know the person next living next to you. You don't know their last name or who, who they are. Um, and, and so it's changed. Um, so that was a big influence. Uh, I, another major influence in my life was a, a, a guy called Peter Spreadborough. It's a long name, um, and he first came into my. He was he ended up like a, a second dad to me, but he came into my life when I was at the local school. I probably wasn't a model student. Uh, and, That's an uh, understatement. <laughs> and uh, I can remember I got in trouble, uh, fight actually, and ended up at the headmaster's office. And I was given a choice: I had to spend the rest of the term doing uh, work outside the headmaster's office or I had to join a school activity. Uh, and the only one that was open to me at that time was the school band. And I can remember going into this dingy little room and a bloke opening a cupboard door and shoving a, a cornet, which was a, like a trumpet, in my hand. You're going to play that, boy. And <laughs> like, OK, then. <laughs> uh, and then this guy turned up to teach us to play, uh, and it was Pete. And he just... You could see he actually really wanted to be there, and uh, and he was a, a great influence on me. Uh, he got to know me and my mates. We were little ruffians, uh, often in trouble, and he, you know, our our day would be home from school, up on the field, and two jumpers as a goal, and we'd play football or soccer as we know it here. Uh, and Pete got involved. He was a, a an ex player back in his day, but. Um, he he would come along and he decided to put a t football team together for us. And out of his own pocket, he signed us into a league and he went out and brought these little snotty-nosed kids, the kits and the, the balls, all out of his own pocket and started a football team. And that team ran for 18 years. Wow. But but what it said to us as, as youngsters at that time was, you know what, someone does care about you. And... Uh, he was just a major influence. He was a, a Salvation Army man, a bandmaster, in fact. And uh, we learnt so much from him, uh, from him about caring and not expecting anything back. Uh, so I suppose that that's my influences uh, that I had. That's awesome. <laughs> when it came to this life... And actually being really aware that we had a situation this weekend 
where you obviously play football and locally did play football. (laughs) Well, that you know, we you you and my husband have connected through the football. Um, A few weeks ago, I was at a Bendigo Bank small grants night, and they presented a a check to um, some people from, and I believe it was Taramara Football Club. Really hope I've got that right because what they're doing is extraordinary. They had had a player um, uh, pass away who, you know, didn't have a defib machine, so they bought a defib machine for every one of their adult teams, and then um, now they're buying them for everybody else's teams. Amazing, which is extraordinary. Now, I don't know if it was one of the ones they donated, but on the weekend it actually brought back one of the players. Now. You had an experience like that last year, didn't you? Where 2010. 2010, okay. That's a big wake-up call, isn't it? <laughs> Was that, did that have any influence on, on wanting to do something Absolute, with your time? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I didn't know that at the time. Mm. Um, I was like any other guy. I'd played soccer all my life, well, since the age of 11. Um, I came here. Um, I was the wrong side of the over 35s but I still was playing with the the over 35s for West Pimble and we were playing uh, Chatswood and the game only just started and I I had pains in my chest uh, and I thought my wife had had a chest infection the week before and I just assumed that's what I got Um, uh, and it lasted for about 15-20 minutes then it went away for like 5 or 10 minutes and then it came back and this happened right through the game um, so being a stupid, dumb bloke, I, I, I didn't think anything of it. I just carried, carried on. on you carried on playing. Oh, yeah. I finished he's the game. A goal, he's a goalkeeper. I was a goalkeeper. So he did say a couple of times he went down on one knee, sort of cut to go, oh, I don't, oh, it's really not feeling good, but I'm going to continue. And he got man <laughs> of the match. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. Well, we couldn't lose. It was a, a game that we couldn't, we couldn't lose, afford like to lose. So <laughs> we ended up, I think it was a one-all draw in the end. So uh, anyway... I cut along so short. That was that. Was that. And I, I, I went home, felt fine. Uh, and then about eight, nine weeks later, I was in uh, Westfield uh, with my daughters and had another one. And uh, this one actually did put me in hospital. And uh, a young doctor came in and initially the prognosis was I'd had a, an angina attack. Uh, and he said, uh, we'll, we'll send you home with, with a tablet. And if it happens again, take the tablet, which I was going to do. Uh, and then he changed and he said, actually, I'm going to keep you in and do another test in four hours because when you have a heart attack, apparently platelets show up in your blood and my first blood test didn't show that. Uh, and then sure enough, four hours later, it showed that I'd had a heart, in fact, had two heart attacks. So that was my second one. So I had the one on the match and then I had this one like nine weeks later. So, um, yeah, I think, and I was told by the, the chap that done my heart operation that if he'd sent me home, I would have had a fatal heart attack within five days. So this this young lad that looked like he was 14, and I, my daughter did say, I said to him, does your mum know you're not at school? And he come up to treat me. <laughs> <laughs> and his name was, I can only remember his first name, Andrew. So, Andrew, if you're out there and you hear this, thank you, because you saved my life. Yeah. Um, divine intervention that yeah. he actually listened to. And, and that was, I suppose, my wake-up call. It was like, you know, I weren't the indestructible guy I thought I was, uh, and that you can life, your life can change in an instant. And... Uh, so, you know, that, I suppose, drove me to think, do, what do I want to do about that situation? You know, I could be gone. And I still jokingly have a, a sort of small celebration on the 20th of August of every yes, we year. we do. It's like seven years not dead. Yeah. But it's a cycle, isn't it? it I mean, is. these moments in our lives, they are cycles. Mm. We're living within them, you know, daily. Absolutely. That we've got a daily cycle, we've got a monthly cycle, we've got an annual cycle that's our birthday. But actually, these big events are equally cycles mm. that, you know, they're opportunities to go, what did that moment bring to me? Mm-hmm. What was the reflection that my body offered me or the situation at work, the fact that you, that you were made redundant? What mm. is... What are these moments, these stop moments in our lives that come and really want us to pay yeah. some attention yes. to them? What what can we learn from them so that we don't just discount it and yeah. then need a bigger or mm. a bigger and carry stop? on yeah. as normal? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't like to use the word fate, but it's. 
I think our life is planned out and there's these things lead us towards something, whatever that's going to be. And these events, as you say, come in these cycles, you know. I, 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 the last thing I ever thought was having was a heart attack. I was a, a fit guy. I played, you know, I didn't have really bad habits. I didn't drink, you know. Um, so I just, it was such a shock to me. And it was about that I had a gene that my father had. And I lost my father at the same age as, age as I am now, actually. Right. Uh, and back in 1981, there was no things like stents. And, yeah. you know, when people had heart problems, it was an aspirin and that was it. And see how you go. Yeah. Uh, and now with the technology I'm still here so uh, yes that sort of got to a point where I, I feel I want to give something back to this world that's given me a second chance and another go and can I can I be better than I was before do you know I, I have to say it makes my my hair stand on end because um you had a heart attack, which is our vascular system. It's to do with our heart. I always think of the heart as being love. And you had that shock and you have opened your heart to say, what can I give? What can, how can I love people more? Mm. And also, how can I help people feel more loved? So it's like you're letting that love in because yep. you needed the help. Oh, absolutely. And also you're offering it. So yeah. it's so much about... About the heart. The heart, yeah. isn't yeah. it? I mean, I, I know there's a, uh, there's, there are places around the world who are now doing research projects on, on communities who live as community and the heart disease and heart the heart issue rates are so much lower mm. I, I do think that this community thing yeah. this caring for each other with no need to get anything back is is something that we is the need. key yeah it is the key of giving something without expectance of anything coming back yes. to you that's your, that's your reward. That's, yes. But it, it's far more, you know, the reward is far more than that. So let's go to some um, a little bit of break. We're going to have um, Heroes by the Wallflowers because, you know, of course you are heroes. <laughs> um, and then we're going to talk about the the idea is great, but what are the challenges of starting a business as an older person over 21, let's say maybe over 24? <laughs> um, with all the experience <laughs> that you have, what are those challenges? My guests in the studio today are Chris and Aileen Saville. Um, welcome back. Thank you. Well, thank you. Co-founders of United Tradies, a fledgling local business formed from the desire to create a business that not only makes people's lives easier, but also could help change lives for the better. The heartbeat of their of their um, business is Make a Difference Day, which we'll talk about just in a little while. First of all, though, one of the tricky things about starting a new business is the new way that we have to market it. It's not like you just um, set up a business, you print your flyers, you do a letterbox drops, you go around and talk to people. All of a sudden we've got the internet. Yeah. Now um, we have to learn how to use it in a way that is the most efficient way to do it and um, I'm wondering whether or not there were any challenges in that respect being not having the um not having grown up with it we've had to learn how to use it and you've been in business Aileen so it's not an unusual or unfamiliar area but building your website might have been what have been the challenges that you have both faced around starting a business that's a a good question and yes I mean well, I, I use the internet at work all the time and very used to computers but yes very different to um start your own business and have your own technical website and it is a very technical website because the way it's set up is to be able to people can um, list a job and it will automatically send an sms to all the relevant trades in the re relevant wow. geographical area and then it's automatically so they can then respond to that on their phones and they can access the job and the top first three to respond um, then get details of the customer and we connect them up through email and phone um, and so it's actually and there's and so and, wow. a, and the trade tradie on the site can actually go in and then look at their profile they'll know how many people how many jobs they've been notified of how many people have clicked on their phone number through the directory or how many people have looked at their website how many mad days they've worked on yes. how, so it's got a whole lot of information for them so that's actually very complex and i wouldn't even suggest i would have a clue about how to to draft that or write any code for that so yes we we had to go to a website designer um where do you go to find one that's 
quite challenging. Mm. Um, we were recommended somebody who had um, done a number of websites for them. Um, I think with the benefit of hindsight, as always, um, he wasn't the right person because his websites, if I looked at them now, I think, yes, they were retail websites. It's very simple to yes. have a website that has pictures of something that you want yeah. to buy and then yep. you can order it and buy it. That's, I can build one of those. Yes, it's very, very quick mm-hmm. and easy. So he he should have recognised that he couldn't deliver what he was promising, um, but he didn't. He promised to deliver it. It kept getting dragged out and dragged out and dragged out until at the end he admitted that he couldn't, having taken some money from uh. us. Um, and he was having some issues of his own so we didn't want to pursue it from a mental health perspective he was right. struggling um so yeah so that to walk away from that one and then find someone else and luckily we we did find someone who has been fantastic said um what they would do time scale stuck to that timetable um and delivered everything that we wanted so yes you can they are out there someone with integrity <laughs> yes they are out there and uh yes so anyone needs one i can recommend somebody but really really good um so i suppose that was a challenge probably don't even get me started on social media yeah because actually <laughs> i did write down next question social media so that's my apparently so chris is very good oh yes yes oh, oh well that'll be alien's job i think i'll know another one to add to my list what yeah i mean he's he's what not, not the, doing he's not can the I technical just defend guy myself here <laughs> yeah Last year was the first time I've ever owned a smartphone. Yes. Okay. That actually yeah. done well, other just something, a Nokia. just a phone that <laughs> actually you speak to someone on. Which, so. you know what, let's be honest, we were lucky to have a phone that wasn't mm. attached to the wall by yes. a piece exactly. of, by a wire. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly you know, right. So I have no problems to say I am a dinosaur in that area. So, you know, I bow to my wife's supremacy in that uh-huh. area. Or, or th- you know, the fact that we've got <laughs> we've got to learn. We've kind yeah. of, mm. if you're doing a business now, social media is part and parcel it's, of that. Oh, it's crucial. Particularly um, an online business like yes, this. Yes, yes. And I think, um, go back a few months, I was probably shouting and screaming a bit at the computer yeah. <laughs> when things didn't work. I mean, I use Facebook on my phone all the time, but when you try and do more professional postings for a business and you're trying to get it right that can be quite um, frustrating challenging and then things would disappear maybe partly my computer's um, old computer problem but probably mostly me but I'm getting much better at it so much so that um, the last week when we had the mad day which we will talk about I was actually I was told by my my daughters you must post things during the day I'm really busy but yes I managed to post something at the start something in the middle and something at the end including a video which is like oh this is is like wow (laughs) so uh, and and linking things I say to Chris I've managed to link that and it has a blob I start telling him technical stuff and he looks because I have no idea what you're talking about but yeah so it's a massive learning curve but I like learning new things one of the I suppose the the roles that I had in the past working on um, insolvency and turnaround work when you're a consultant, you're you're always going into new businesses. You're always looking at something that you've never done before and you have to become mm. an expert really quickly mm. in a given field, whether you're running a nursing home mm. or a pub or um, mm. a factory. Yeah. So you go in knowing potentially nothing about that industry and you have to learn very quickly within a couple of days everything. Yes. Um, so, I, so I actually, I like that. I've always enjoyed that challenge. Yeah. But I also like to know what i'm doing yeah. so that first bit where i don't know i'm control not, no control control I, no control yes exactly and being a control freak yeah the control bit's really important to me so, so that's probably a challenge but uh the level of trust one. and surrender mm. that all of a sudden needs to be experienced yes. practice yes yeah so what have you found chris from your perspective oh there's always going to be a challenge of uh working with each other husband and wife mm-hmm. because you know um, anyone that's done it or is doing it will understand that you know you tend to talk about work mm. always you know after dinner you'll talk about work you've talked you've been together all day talking about it um, so it's we, we do try to say okay now we stop and we just become family again you know uh, and spend time with our son and, and do that but it's it's always there, you know. Um, I go through a phase where I, I just get up really early sometimes just because my brain starts going. Yeah. Uh, and so I have to let that out. So I, I sit down, it might be 4 o'clock in the morning or something, and I'll yeah. write something down. But I can't go back to bed because I just won't sleep, you know. Mm. I don't like that. I'd write much rather lay until 7 o'clock or 7.30. But So you have the tired bit, you have the the constant pressure of, of trying to achieve what you need to achieve that day. Um, and, and again, we're, we're 
we've challenged ourselves quite a lot with what we're trying to do you know to bring all these elements together is challenging in itself and someone said to me you know at your age why are you doing it and you know and i i used the same answer to whether someone's saying why would you do this mad day for nothing why would you do this and and the question is not why would i do it the question really is why wouldn't i Mm -hmm. you know and 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 it is all about a mindset i think Uh, so it's it's keeping on top of what we've got to do um, realizing the different strengths and abilities that we have and working within those and and you you can't be in control of everything darling um, <laughs> but you can try <laughs> but you can try really hard but but it is about that sharing of information your skill sets and working to that common goal and i think given you know we've both had a lot of experience yes chris um wasn't working in the more recent years looking after our son doing a the the non-traditional male role I suppose of being the the stay-at-home dad whilst I was at work but we but prior to that he's ha- had many jobs so we've got a lot of experience over the years of running businesses and you know both from a sales perspective technical legal so lots of skills that we bring to it but it is still very different doing that with each other mm-hmm. um and and as you say just remembering Chris always says to me oh I just wish you didn't have to think about all the legal and technical. You just have the fun bit. I said, but I actually enjoy. I don't, yes. It's not a problem. That's just how I'm wired. So yes. I think about it. So that's not, not an issue for me. But yeah. just to understand that when I knock back some ideas because they're not going to work, it's not me being negative. It's just I explain that why it can't work. And it's going to save something further down the line, isn't hmm. it? Oh, absolutely. I, 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 the, the good thing of this issue right at the beginning with the web designer, that, that period that we had... Um, to work through, give us time to reevaluate what we've done, and 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 the, the model actually changed a number of times during that because yeah. we thought actually we could do that smarter, we could yeah. do that better, fabulous, and it gave us that opportunity that otherwise we may have just steamed on, yeah, and then then had to rearrange and change, and you know, so I th- I like to think we we actually did play smart there, and we used yeah. that time to go, are we doing this the best we can? You know, is there another way that's more efficient, more appealing? Will it get us the goals that we want to do, i.e., you know, yeah. help people? Um, and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm really grateful for that situation. Again, like you say, these yeah. things come in life in yeah. cycles and, and they challenge us. And it's, I suppose it's what we do with that challenge, you know. My guests in the studio today are Chris and Aileen Saville, the co-founders of United Tradies, a fledgling local business formed from the desire to create a business that not only makes people's lives easier, but also could help help change lives for the better. And I hope that you have come with me, listeners, on this, because it is extraordinary to see why Chris and Aileen are doing this, that uh, there really is nothing that they get back but at the same time there's everything that we all get back we all benefit from this as a community by supporting this business to to get going um there's a quote that chris has which is people said we were mad and they were right i'll make a difference days at the heart of our business it's our driving purpose so let's jump right in there (laughs) let's go to the heartbeat of your business your make a difference days your mad days the first one was on the 1st of april who suggested that so if we just remind everyone the business model is that um the that someone nominates a someone in need someone in need and then um when you've had a job done the customer can then nominate yes or or vote for one that's already there i mean obviously at the start of the business um yes we wanted to start with a mad day um so we actually approached um people in the community to try and find a nomination for our first mad day because the site wasn't up and running so we couldn't get nominations from the public through the the normal process so we we contacted lots of people, local MPs um, but, and churches because we thought they're the heart of a community as well. And one of the, the churches, so it was um, Pastor Rosemary Schaffler from Taramara Baptist Church down in South Taramara who nominated the family that we helped on um, the 6th of April. So that probably took maybe three or four weeks in the planning. Um, so, But was 
the most amazing experience. So um, a lovely family um, that we were helping, an elderly couple who'd um, experienced some challenging times with sickness. Um, and the, the, the lovely lady had said, if someone could just paint my ceiling when I go back out of hospital, that would be so nice than looking at a bare, some bare bulbs hanging down on a yeah. damaged ceiling. Yeah. And uh, Rosemary came to us. We'd, we'd just been, Chris had just been talking to her about ideas for a mad day and she said oh, would that be something you could do so we went to see them met them um thought yes we can certainly do the ceiling but we can do so much more than the ceiling um and the list that i got for what you did goes to what two four six eight ten twelve sixteen eighteen twenty twenty one jobs yes so that's 20 jobs over and above the painting the ceiling yes yep. Yes. Four. We were there. It was a long day. It was, um, yeah. But we were there for 12 hours. Um, and we had sort of on and off during the day, 12, 12 of us involved in helping. So volunteers from the public and some of our tradies on the site who were giving their day for free. So an electrician. Um, we had a glazier who came and um, did the repaired a window for free. We had uh, two of our um, major builders on the site. They were just there all day constantly um, painting, decorating so fixing. let's do some name checks. Yeah. Let's do some name checks. Let's, let's uh, mention these people by name. Yeah, so um, Jason McCabe, Nick Smith, Matt Cox from Kurungai Electrical and Josh from First Class Glass. They all came down to, to work on the day. Big thank you to them. Oh, huge. Yeah, um, did so much work um, on the day, which was great. And I mean, they're... And Chris might talk about that anyway. At the end of the day, they were sort of... That Jason and Nick were saying to us, "Thank you for letting us help out on the day." It was like, "Oh, thank you really? for." <laughs> they yeah. absolutely loved doing it, um, and then we had volunteers on the day as well. So we had um, a team: Jen, Emma, Stethia, Stacy, Gary, and Ariella, who was the daughter, um, one of the daughters of the family we were helping. She was there all day working hard with a paintbrush, um, and people were just painting, cleaning, sanding. Um, tidying up, tiling bathroom, you know, fixing up tile, broken tiles, replacing light fittings. Um, I was, we, we were doing painting stuff, but we were also coordinating, and um, but it was lovely, absolutely fabulous. And the reaction um, when uh, Rudy and Malvina got home, um, and Annette, their, their daughter, who lives in the house with them, was just phenomenal. Um, they thought we were just painting a ceiling. I think they wondered why it takes us twelve hours to paint a ceiling, <laughs> and then they realised what we'd done. Um, and as, as Rudy had said, he would be in a daze for weeks. Um, and his daughter said she'd never seen him um, so emotional and happy. There's something that happens when, when people don't open up to accepting support and when they finally do yeah. open up a little glimmer to see people jump through that mm. and do over and above what they were asked to do mm. is, is very special. I have to say it was an amazing sight to see all these ordinary people coming together and and doing something extraordinary you know and I don't believe anyone that was there would have come away without having a a big lump in their heart for what what they've achieved and they should be proud and and I did say to someone if I never get to do this again I will always be proud that we've done that you yeah. know, but we want to do this. We want to do it all the time, not yeah. just a one-off. You know, and uh, you have uh, recorded it, so you've got you had photographs done. You've done a video. Yeah, yeah. So we need we've got video footage. So I now need to work out how to <laughs> it's my new technical abilities <laughs> how to make it into a useful video. Um, so yes, thank you to Alex um, Winerest for coming and doing that, and also to Nick Fines um, for taking photographs. We've got some great shots of people doing doing work during the day. Um, and a big shout out to Anthony at Bite Me Bakehouse in Mount Cola, who, um, and a thank you to Steve Holland oh, from sorry. Midweek Wash Up here on Triple H. Bit of Triple H he it? mentioned it to Anthony, and Anthony said, "Oh, I'll provide pies and lunch for for how many how many tradies, how many volunteers will be there?" So he's, Stephen delivered all these pies Huge and amazing. sausage rolls and drinks for everybody, which was fabulous. And amazing. he's um, he said, "I'll do that every." Mad day, I'll provide food. And you know what I love about that? Again, and I and I keep going on about it, but we have to clock it. Steve Holland went in there 
prepared to pay out of his pocket for lunch and drinks oh, for everybody. So and um, just in the connection that he has with the person in the in the shop, um, said what it was for, and then. You know, he gets all of that for free, but it, it came from not wanting anything back, back. but actually yes. about to do something for others. So, you know, we all actually want to be part of a community and help as mm. a community. Uh, and you had you, you had Sharon Frank from Taramara yes. and Bendigo Bank come Green. down. She put Tarama chocolate chip cookies, yeah. homemade, which... <laughs> My son said were the best, <laughs> best ever he'd ever had, and could I get the recipe? Sharon, so a good Sharon, young Sharon, after that. I should say. <laughs> and and I, I went out to to get uh, a, a light fitting. Sorry, I went out to get a light fitting, and I came back and I walked into the living room, and there was this lovely young lady there working away painting. I I didn't know from Adam, never seen her, didn't know, and I just introduced myself. I said, "Oh, so." Who are you? She said, oh, I'm Steph. Uh, Steph Sethia. And uh, she, she said, oh, I, I walked my dog with that lady over there. And she said she was coming down here to help. So I came. <laughs> and it. at the end, she was like, <laughs> Can she's I do already the next booked one? in yes. for the next one. Yeah. She wants, you know. And we've had quite a, I think up to date, uh, five or six people have come on going, can we do the next, you know, volunteers? So, um, which is a big yes, yeah. You know, that's what it's about. Everyone getting involved and, and, and joining and in. And so many people, both volunteers and the, the tradies who are doing this as well, have said that they've always wanted to... They want to help and they want to give something back, but they don't know how or where to start. Well, and and that's a really important point because I think when people do want to volunteer, one of the um, hesitations is you don't want to do it in sympathy for someone because sympathy feels horrible to be on mm. the receiving end of. Yes. And actually accepting charity is very difficult. But if we actually change the approach and say this is about community helping community, it isn't charity, mm. it's no. a helping hand. Yeah. Then it's different. We, then we, we actually, deliberately, yeah. yeah, we deliberately don't use the word charity. because yeah. we're that's not what we're doing. No, you know, it is about bringing everyday people together yeah. to help your neighbour, your friend, and someone you don't know. Which yeah. is that's what it's about, you know. Uh, and there's, you know, just a quick example. I know that left a sort of up in the air about a painter. We needed a painter to to do a bit of painting on the outside, and this is two parts of the story. So I'll make it quick. <laughs> I, I, you know, the guy, we didn't have a painter on the site, so I phoned a few local painters, and I'm not going to say anything. I phoned this, this chap and said, look, you know, we'll be paying you because you're not on our site, so we're not asking you to do this for nothing. We'll pay you your going rate to come and paint. Well, this is what we're doing. Explain to them what we're doing. And his reply to me was, I'm not geared up to do that. And right. I was like, okay. And I'm thinking, you're a painter. That's, what that's you all you. Do. Get, that's all yeah. the gear. I'm going to pay you to paint, so I don't so quite the, understand. The, I know, think he just heard the say, word that we're doing this for nothing, for, even though he was going to be. Paid. Well, I don't know. You know. but he, but he, he couldn't be paid when everyone else wasn't. Or maybe he actually. felt that was yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so, so he, 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 you know, and then I needed this electrician, so I phoned a guy out, out of the, the local paper uh, and spoke to him, and I said, um, you know, I need a, a Sparky. I said. All you got to do is put seven lights up, okay? He said. So, um, do you have I got supply lights? Nope, that all. You just got to do it, and I'll pay you for it. And he goes, okay. So he said, give me the price. I said, yep, you're your mum. You're my man. Let's do it. Uh, and he said, so who do I make the bill out? I said, United Tradies. What's United Tradies? So I told him the story, and then I said, this is what we're doing. It's a mad day, you know. But I need these lights, and I need a qualified Sparky to to wire them up. And he he then the phone the phone call took a sort of funny way because he said I've got goosebumps and I said sorry <laughs> he said I've got goosebumps and this is a weird conversation yeah, between you don't two get blokes that on the phone it's not quickly, an everyday right? occurrence is it you know <laughs> and I went oh okay and uh, I was scared to ask why but he said yesterday he said I was watching something about a young girl in America who had a, a particular gift and she wanted to share that with people that were less fortunate than her and he said I was amazed at what she'd done on her own as a one person he said now I came home last night and said to my wife I would love to do something like that help somebody in the community that needed my help and he said and today you phone me and tell me this story mm -hmm. and he went I've, I've spoken to some tradies and the first thing is like how much work will I get 
how much is it going to cost me to be on the site? Which is, you know, fair yeah. questions, fair questions. With And this is Matt Cox from um, Current Guy Electrical. Electrical, was this conversation. And Matt said, didn't ask any of those questions. He just went, I'm your man, I'm in, I'm joining. And within an hour, he'd signed up. Didn't ask how much it was. Didn't ask anything about how much work. Yeah, he anything that, that I want to give my day. He said, "I want to do this." <laughs> yeah, and you phone me. I'm doing it. Yeah, and it. and constellations. Yeah, mm. exactly. They're the guys. That's what. That my pool is shrunk. You know, if I took anybody and everybody and didn't care whether they had that heart or whatever, we could have three thousand tradies on our site. But I want tradies that have got that heart to to make a difference and and it is that mindset to them to say this is about doing something and not expecting anything back but i actually believe the tradies and steve said it says a lot about their character to be on the site to to willing to do this and that alone i would like to think when i've spoken to the public and said two tradies both same skills both same sort of price but this tradie gives a day of his time to help people in need which one are you going to pick they've always picked absolutely and so absolutely. it's getting the tradies to have that mindset of like you will get work mm-hmm. but i'm not selling you the work you know yeah the, pu- the public will because you care but also where's the integrity if you're going to do something do it without the need to get something back yeah. because people can feel when there's a hook yes, uh, and they, they, you know, that there are hooks everywhere in life and I think people are a bit fed up of that. Yeah. So, wow, credit to you. And, um, yeah, count, count me as one of your customers. I, can't, I can't actually offer anything to your site. <laughs> but the carpets do need, need. Re, resetting, okay. you know? Wow. So I don't know if you've got one of those yeah. and we definitely need a sparky. So yeah. I will definitely be, you know, looking yeah, well, for that. that. Yeah. Um, and, and ever since we knew about your your project and United Tradies, um, I've been looking around the house going, ah, oh, all these things that we've waited and we've put off yeah, we yeah. could actually now... Yeah make a difference yeah. and and actually contribute yeah. to mm. to what you're doing that's but what we, we we need we need the public to engage and and post their jobs to give us something that we can give to it to the tradies and we we need tradies what we achieved last friday with five tradies imagine if i could put 20 tradies on the site yeah what could we do you know in that 12 hours yeah. so we need both we need the public to engage and post jobs and, but and, we need trade, and it's sort of at the moment. So the the site's up and running, um, but the directory facility isn't visible at the moment. So um, whilst we're building that list, but yeah. what you can do is you just so get a quote button. So you just press that. It takes it'll take five seconds to put in your details and what the job is. Yeah, and that will then notify the trades, or we'll also get notified. So it gives us the opportunity to say, right, okay, we don't have that particular skill set yet, but it gives us a job to ring someone and say, I do have something for you. Yes, yeah. and it will help build. And yep. we'll source yep. that for you. Yep. So. Oh, look, uh, so as a community, we need to know that this is local supporting local. Absolutely. This is a site that's building. It's actually um, a business that's giving back. And that's why you're on this show. Because yep. if you were just here to, to make money, I mm. don't think, I think it's really important the businesses do not uh, apologize about mm. the fact that they're a business and need to pay their bills. Otherwise, you've got yeah. no business. <laughs> and they're, uh, they're supers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> however, but at the same time, you are. 100% behind the community and I, I, I want to support that as yeah, much as yeah. I can but yeah. as a community we need to understand that that website is building yes. as well yeah. and so you know yeah. don't just go on and say oh, it doesn't look like this and it doesn't look like that and walk away no we go we actually em- embrace the process and be mm. part of the building change it. part yeah, of that building better. it that is exactly what I was about to say is like you know this is something that we all share in yeah we you know we're just given a platform but it's something we can all make something from it you know, something that's going to be, we can all be proud of. We can, every one of us, no matter who we are, we can make a difference to our communities and we just have to, to go for it. Yeah. We are. And, you know. <laughs> You're all in, right? Uh, and yep. we, and yep. we, when we said on Friday, we, we, we turned up at that job as strangers and we left as family. And, and that's what we are, a family. And yeah. I want it to be a community family. You know? Lovely. Well, out of a football family... Mm-hmm. Yes. And now you're part of the radio family. Oh, we'd love that. Thank you very much. So much. We owe you a lot. As I said, actually, meeting Brendan and, and you guys and Steve has been a very pivotal part, point in our uh, 
life. Well, progression. Yeah, that's right. Too. And, you know, like uh, you'll be part of, um, I will offer certainly to be part of any of the, the, the public health projects that we run or the International Men's Day, International mm. Women's Day. They're, they're all relevant and yes. they're, they're all community events. Um, and you're doing a great job. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Well, I do have to correct something I said earlier. It's St Ives Football Club ah. who are leading the way with these defibrillators. And That's so amazing. I cannot Good leave it them. unsaid there because, you know, you have to give credit That's where amazing. it is to. Good mm. on them. Yeah. Brilliant guys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, big thank you to you for coming in. If there's any trade, is it St Ives? Give us a call. <laughs> that's right, and that's how it should be. Let's yep. get our backsides in gear here. <laughs> Look, uh, um, thank you very much. Thank you for thank having you us. Thank you for having us. Thank You're you very much. You're most welcome. It seems like we have all discovered a deeper purpose in life because we have looked outside what we personally get out of something and we make it about working in the community. We each have the potential each and every day to build a body that can support us to work for that purpose and we have to have a great foundation of self-care so we can offer that to another i think that's been very clear today what with behaviors becoming more extreme and mental and physical health on the increase i suspect we need to go back to this way of working in collaboration with each other and not in isolation Next week's show, we're going to talk to Rob Carlton, a Logie Award-winning actor who offers us a glimpse into what made him the man he is today. And there is so much community. I've, I've pre-recorded the show, so much community and what he shares. Um, we cover such a wide range of topics. So either tune in live on Triple H 100.1 FM at 8.30 next Sunday or have a look at the Stay in the Loop with Lucy podcast wherever you get them don't forget i can be found on itunes podcasts soundcloud stitcher or tune in it's always pertinent at this point to remind ourselves that whatever has always happening in our lives we are and always will be us constantly learning but underneath in our essence amazing the key is to reconnect to that space and learn to build a relationship with our body that holds that essence so we can recognize our body is trying to tell us something when it's not quite right and then seek support with the approach supports the appropriate support service be that mental or physical health by listening and responding we can build the tools to address what we do not yet feel equipped to manage because of course we most likely do have the skills we just don't have the confidence to apply them look for support in the community it is there so time to open up to support and learn to trust again that um, that way we don't wait for life to come to us we take ourselves to life and be the change we want to see till next week's show be kind be caring be loved be all of you you've been listening to stay in the loop with lucy on triple h 100.1 fm